this weekend at the box office, if he made a list and checked it twice, how come he put Violent Night at number two? And season screening continues as we watch a classic winter blockbuster, if you catch my drift. If you can. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 220th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah, and I have it on good authority that all was not calm in screenings of Violent Night this weekend, nor was all bright as oh the lights are often That's... dimmed oh, I see. for the film. And calm because people were having such a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was raucous in those theaters. Great. Uh, let's get into our top five. Let's okay. start to start off strong. Uh, one thing you did not mention in your intro is that Top Gun Maverick has been re-released. Yes, the 2022 re-release of 2022's Top Gun Maverick. And in honor of that, I have listed the top five Top Gun Maverick call signs that I would want. Okay. Should I be a Navy pilot? Uh, number five is Hammer. Okay. This is the call sign for uh, Ed Harris's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, whose name I otherwise do not know and is not important. Admiral uh, Hammer. Yeah, Admiral Hammer. Uh, I like it's just very straightforward. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's evocative. You bring the hammer down. Uh, it's good stuff. Number four, I went with Hangman. Yeah. Because I feel that that is very ominous. Of course, in the movie itself. Fun the game. Meaning, yeah, the meaning behind it is not good. Uh, leaving his wingman out to dry. Can't oh, do yeah. that. It's a fun game, though. Yeah, it is. You guess letters. Yeah. Try to get a word. I like words. Number three, went with Bob. Because <laughs> the silly ones are good, too. Yeah. Uh, works for me. My middle name is Robert. So, no, it's true. Uh, it's uh, it's applicable. Uh, and just, it's a, it's a great word to say. Bob. On your left, Bob. That's why they named uh, Minion after it. Absolutely. Number two, I chose Cyclone. Which is John Hamm's call sign mm-hmm. in the film. Again, character whose name I otherwise do not know and is not important. I uh, just a great evocative presence in the sky. There's a storm. It's windy. You are the cyclone. You are the master of the skies. What about Lighthouse? Lighthouse, like the Robert Eggers movie? No. Like the thing as okay. a call sign. Okay. Uh, tell me why. You said storm, so I just uh, pictured. You said a light in the storm or whatever. You didn't say light. But you said a storm, and I was just picturing a stormy night at sea, and I pictured okay. a lighthouse. All right. It's a beacon of hope. Sure. Guiding people. For me, perhaps a little stationary. Mm. Uh, if I'm going to be a, uh, Bob know, a naval pilot. Bob, flies. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, I mean, Hangman, Bob. always flying around, those hangmen. Bob Bob could be anywhere. Hangmen are mobile. They go from, from kill site to kill site. Oh, I, you know what? It sucks when you look up in the sky, you see those hammers flying in a V. A hammer is incredible. Flying mobile. south for the winter. It, it cuts through the air with weight and half. So do, light, so do lighthouses. Light. They cut the light through the air and they spin around in a circle. Perhaps a uh, light beam could be your call no. sign. Uh, Number one's Rooster, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> not Maverick did not make the list. Now, Ma- Maverick is not a call sign that I would mm. want 
because it just brings me straight back to the 2008 presidential campaign. Oh, I see. Uh, and I'm not trying to be like the next John McCain up there. I so yeah, Rooster is uh, Rooster is the name for me, even without the goose uh, connections, mm-hmm. which make it just extra great for him. His name should have been Gander. Okay, that would have been good too. Yeah, uh, it just doesn't sound doesn't sound as good. It's not as fun as Rooster. I think the one I'd like more to meaningful. have if uh, if I if I could choose any of them, uh, would, I'd like Puppy. Puppy's good. I think that'd be fun. No, no one's going to shoot you down. You got puppy written on the side yeah. of your plane. A picture of a puppy. Yeah. You know how sometimes like the nose of a, a fighter jet has like Make it a the mouth snout. with the with the teeth and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Instead, you just it's turn a little it into wet, like a puppy little dog wet face. black nose. Yeah. People want to come up and like boop your plane. Yeah. Puppy. Yeah. That, that's the way to go. I <laughs> think it'll keep you protected. Uh, let's get into the actual top five, though. Uh, number one, once again, was Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Violent Night. Panther would be a good one, too. Yeah, Panther would be great. Uh, Violent Night opened at number two. Uh, Strange World came in at number three, followed by The Menu at four and Devotion at five. Black Panther Wakanda Forever in the one slot, uh, I presume, where we're starting. Uh, yeah, we're just going down. Today is going to be uh, that had nine. 17.5 nope. yep. there's a nine in there somewhere i got i skipped a few numbers 17.5 million dollars a 61.4 percent drop it's up to 393.7 yeah you know not quite as um i guess last weekend was a holiday weekend so i'll give it, it the, i'll give it the 61 here but there was very little competition but the competition that was there was direct competition i would say so, yeah, I think 61's fine. I expect that to very much stabilize next week when nothing comes out. Uh, you know, I, I would hope they can get a number around 12 next week. Um, and then uh, 393 is just about to crack 400, and total we're looking at worldwide is 733. So I was thinking about this this week. We're going to end around 850 or so. Okay. Maybe less, maybe 820. Yeah. And world uh, and domestically, huh, four thirty, four fifty, and that is the common case, Noah. Of what? I. You mean like people? What? People are calling uh, this. Uh, is this disappointing? This number for the Black Panther sequel. Okay. Is I this going to be disappointing? And uh, to that, it falls into the trap of what? I. This is what the first movie should have made. Yes. The big Black Panther movie, you know, the first uh, MCU led by uh, by an African American, uh, a minority at all, actually. Yeah. Um. This big, even with the buzz, you know, the Kendrick Lamar album, the uh, the Political Times coming, uh, just a year after Trump's inauguration, right? Even with all the buzz, four fifty would have been incredible. It would have been more than every Spider Man. It would have been more than. All but like one, maybe Batman, give or take Dark Knight. Um, it would have been more than the Captain Americas. It would have been more than all the Iron Mans. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it would have been a huge number, and it would have been it, it would have been right around or close to Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron. And then it just exploded, and it made an incomprehensible amount of money, seven hundred million dollars domestic. And so when this makes an incredibly good amount of money. We're looking at it as a failure when there's just, or a disappointment when there's so many factors. So yeah, this just falls into the, the there's countless, Ted 2, 
as an example. Yeah. Uh, what are some other Jurassic World? Jurassic World, Fallen, Fallen Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah, that's the one. Um, uh, uh, Last Jedi could fall into that category. They made like six twenty, and everyone okay. was like, "But it's not nine hundred. It's like, yeah, well, nothing, yeah, nothing did nine hundred. Um, uh, there's so many of these examples that that the expectations are so high from the first one that you know not every franchise is a Fast and Furious in its heyday or a uh, John Wick. Avatar 2? Oh, yeah, for sure, Avatar 2. <laughs> uh, but I, Avatar 2 is the kind of movie where it's like, it's been so long and everyone's so questioning about it that if it does make like, you know, forfeit around Black Panther, I think everyone's going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Woo. Um, um, but yeah, this is still a great number and uh, everyone will be fine. I think Avatar 2 is just straight up going to happen again. I don't think it's going to be like 700 and something million dollars again, but I, I, I could see six in its future. Yeah. I will see. It's very oh, long. I'm on the wrong page. Isn't the but, first Avatar also quite long? It's not three hours. First Avatar is like 240 or something. Titanic's quite long. Titanic's quite long. Titanic is a different beast entirely. It's short. Different marketplace, targeting a different audience, doesn't have the breakout star. It's a whole thing. Yeah. People went to movies over and over again. Uh, they went uh, weeks after it came out. I think perhaps James Cameron can overcome the marketplace. James Cameron can if do... Any, if yes. anyone can do it. I know. And trust me, he knows. Yes. Um, did you see that quote he had where he was like, uh, no one can do what I can do with this movie. No one can make Avatar. He was like, I don't care if they're a genius and have studied for years. Um, they can't do this movie. Only I can. Something like that. It is. It's very high on himself. It continues to be very endearing to me as long as it completely is contained within his uh, blockbuster movie making abilities. Yeah. Uh, how nobody can do it like how me. much James Cameron's out nobody, here. Like, nobody like, can do it like I, me. The presidency? Nobody can do it like me. When I said I'm the king of the world, I was not quoting my film. I just am. <laughs> that was just a, the case. I wrote that from experience. I yes. am the king of the world. <laughs> so, that was that was a uh, that was an ad lib by me shouting it to Leo on on set. Um, but the marketplace will be desperate for a big hit movie. So, yeah. uh, number two this weekend was the opening of Violent Night. Yeah, which how about, came out with thirteen point three million. How about that little ditty? Thirteen. That's like right in the yeah, good. Yeah, uh, for Violent Night, a movie that seemed to just have a trailer within two months of its release, like just very. Um, to see if anything on no it doesn't say when the trailer came out um it just they shot it this year uh it like <laughs> they cast it this year this was a very quick movie the budget was 20 uh, million and um yeah i don't think it's gonna play into the holidays violent kind of adult sure Movies generally don't, um, you know, Alien versus Predators, a lot of ex- Requiem, excuse me. There are a lot of examples of this, but um, that's a nice solid number. Very similar to actually Krampus was also released by Disney. And obviously Krampus is PG-13 um, and this is R, but Krampus opened in 2015 to 16 million. So very close to this. It was a nice little hit for Universal and. It's an original movie and good for it. Yeah. I I didn't I wasn't able to really square this circle. I uh, but for my top 5 I was originally looking at uh Christmas song titles that can be turned into uh mm-hmm. punny movie titles. Yeah. 
Uh, and really the only one I got, which I uh, I do feel compelled to bring up right now, is uh, the uh, Fast and Furious Christmas special. should be called Fast Christmas. Oh, okay, Fast Christmas, I gave him my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I, and just do the do the whole song, but perhaps in like a reggaeton hip hop style. <laughs> uh, and I think I think that would be some a Latin flavors in there. Big hit, yes. Number three was Strange World this weekend. It made four point nine million. That was a fifty nine point five percent drop. That's up to twenty five and a half. What's the sound a dog makes? Woof. <laughs> Very, very much so. <laughs> Woof! Um, you never did show me the trailer for this movie. Oh yeah, you were like, right, well, I will. I will after this. Uh, it's this is awful. Yeah, and um, they're having a big overhaul there at, at uh, WDS, and um, I we'll see what happens with everything. But that it, this is a monumental disaster. For yeah, me. I, I, re- I remember when everyone was all like, "Oh yeah, you know the Disney movies, the the Princess and the Frog and the Tangled. Like they're not they're not the big breakout like hits we want them to be. They're not doing well." But I'm pretty sure they made more than like thirty million dollars. So Treasure Planet made thirty eight and Ooh. cost one hundred and forty in two thousand two. And that was like that the, was twenty years ago. That was their last big two D movie, uh, Princess and the Frog, which was their last um, hand drawn movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Uh, was two thousand nine. That made a hundred and four on a budget of a hundred. Okay. This is all domestic. Yeah, but that was at a time when everyone was like, "Oh, this was supposed to be like the big Disney movie, and it only made a hundred. Right, so and, I'm I'm remembering that right though, right? That people people were like, "Oh man, they didn't make yes. that much money. They should have made more money." Tangled's big issue: it made two hundred million domestic, quite good, and worldwide it made five ninety two, quite good. It cost. What do you think it cost? Uh, I think it Tangled cost, 2010, starring like Mandy Moore and Zach. The whatever. sound a dog makes. Uh, I mean, I do remember that Tangled had a. It was on our. It was on. We were briefly yeah. considering it for the flop tournament. So I'm gonna put it at a buck eighty-five. No. Two fifteen. No, I'll give you one more. Come on, I don't want. I'm keep, giving you one more. I don't want. I don't want to keep shoot going. Shoot for the stars. Shoot for the stars. Sure, why not? If you're wrong, you're wrong. Uh, I just, I don't want to I don't want to oversell it. Then okay. Have it. All right. Two thirty. Nope. Two thousand ten. It cost two hundred and sixty million dollars to make <laughs> Tangled. And I, I I feel like I remember there being a reason for that. Kind of like it's clearly wasn't budgeted oh, at that. Something yeah. happened. I don't know. Either way, two hundred million dollars for like, you know, a no star kind of Disney. I think was it a musical? Yeah, it was a musical. Yeah, yeah. Um. In an era when it was like, you know, the DreamWorks All-Star cast or the Pixar Cry Fest. It was like musicals were not part of the equation. Right. It was a big deal for that to make 200. It just was overshadowed by the fact that it the, needed to gross like $800 million to yeah. make a profit. The reason I think that Tangled cost that much money is actually that they made Tangled and then someone accidentally hit the delete key <laughs> and then they had to start from scratch and do it all over again. Because was, you think it did cost... Uh, uh, what would two two one thirty thirty something? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think they did it on a nice. They cool repaid everybody something. the exact. And, amount. Yeah, they, they had they had to just do the exact same thing, right on over again. So Strange World's a disaster. Yeah, 
Whoops. Uh, number four was the menu. That made $3.5 million. It's a 35.1% drop. That's up to $24.7 million. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to gross more than Strange World. What's interesting about the menu is I look at it and I'm like, oh, wow, it's hanging in there. And it is. Yeah. Uh, and I look at like the, especially this week's per theater averages for some of these movies are below a thousand, so like not good. And sh- and uh, the menu is for the past like two weeks consistently had a decent per theater average compared to the other movies. And I'm always like, oh, look at this. What's this about? This people just going to see when we saw it. Yeah, there it was crowded. That, yeah. yeah, it was. We saw it on a Monday night uh, before Thanksgiving, like after its first weekend or maybe its second weekend. It was crowded. It was. Um, but it's. Because it's in so many less theaters than the other movies. I think that's why the per theater's up. And that's probably why it's dropping a little amount because there's just sure. not as many showtimes. People are just going to them. But still, nice total. It's going to get over 30, I would expect, or really close to it. And that's perfectly fine for Searchlight. Yeah. And that's a. Uh, it's just like it's a fun little movie. And I know yeah. you didn't like it as much as I did, but I'm, uh, I'm glad it's. I'm glad, it's I'm glad out it for exists them. and I'm glad people are seeing it. Uh, and then the five spot was Devotion. $2.7 million. That was a 52.6% drop. That is up to 13.8. Yeah, it's just, it's not doing numbers, and uh, it's a real shame. Um, Did you know that Devotion is two hours and 20 minutes long? I've known I just that, learned this I've known that today. the whole time. I've known that the whole time. The whole time? The whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Uh, I want to mention I heard the bells. I don't know what it is, but it made a decent whatever for Fathom events. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, and that's all I got. We have a lot more to get to today, so let's just move right along as nothing's really happening at the box office. All right. Well, then it's time to play everyone's favorite game. Did, Did it make more or less than, than Little Women? Women? We all know how to play. I name a movie, and you tell me whether it made more or less than Little Women at the box office. It's the time where Brian lays down, baby. For a bonus point, Ooh. you can lay down. You can tell me. Ooh, I already got a bonus point. Out. Are you ready to play? Yeah, I'm ready. Your first film is The Breakup. Mention earlier today oh, yeah, it sure was we were watching uh, Vince Vaughn uh, do stuff um, and maybe his most rat-a-tat did you get that from those opening scenes where he was talking faster than he I think he's ever talked to I did movie? yes they're, they're, they re- he, he turned re- that he really up. at that point had identified yeah this is what people want from me yeah um, it sucked the uh, breakup more the breakup did make more yeah breakup breakup was it because you want to know why uh, they were dating at the time. Wonderful. Uh, not Bullock. Aniston and Vince yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shot in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, very boat captain. Nice Chicago movie. And the fact that there's a lot of good nice shots of summertime Chicago. Sure. Uh, 2006. Yes, that is correct. We saw that in theaters at the Rainhurst with my mom. Okay. I remember seeing that movie. Yep. She wanted him to want to do the dishes. I remember I liked the... Understand. Uh, why would I want to do I remember I like the ending. I don't know what that is. They don't get together. Okay. They, they decide that no. Well, it's this not is, called the get together. But but also it's like they decide that like, no, this is the correct move for us. We are do not want and I was like, yeah, yeah. It's a nice romantic comedy to just go, no, no, no. We shouldn't be together. Yeah, I I, I exclusively remember the dishes exchange <laughs> and that he's a ferry boat captain. <laughs> Uh, your second film is Bad Teacher. Jennifer Aniston had a nude scene. It was very touted as like she gets nude. And she walks naked through the apartment to make him jealous because they stay living together. Uh-huh. And you just see the top of her butt. I remember the theater, I was like, wait, what is this? I I, I interpreted that uh, that sentence you just said in the sort of modern vernacular. They stay living together. 
I don't know. It's just like means. a thing couples do. It's oh, just I like, see. It's it's just like they do they do that a lot. Like I like we we stay talking about movies every oh, week. Oh, okay, sure. I. Oh yes. Yeah, your second film is Bad Teacher. Uh, less. That is less. Two thousand. Did spawn a television show, which Little Women oh, did not. No. Is this two thousand ten or eleven, Noah? I'm gonna say eleven. You're gonna say right. Yes. It is 2011, and it did make less. I. And your third film, a little, uh, a little hint towards the future, perhaps. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Creed Two. The sequel to Creed. That one's close. I'm going to say less. That one's more. They made a Creed 3 off of the success of Creed 2. They didn't make Little Women 2. Well, well I don't think they... She did write a sequel. Yeah, it exists. Yeah. It's just called Women. <laughs> Grown-ass women. Um, 18? Or that is, is it, correct, okay, yes. Okay, good. It's not 19. Okay. It is not 19. It is 18. Uh, so it was a five-point wow, week. They waited a, five years to give us a Creed three. That's well, a yeah. long time. They were a little, they were a little hung up. It's a long in the time. middle there. I uh, yeah, that was not nineteen. Uh, but coming gone from a theater near you is nineteen. In fact, two thousand nineteen, week forty-eight. Uh, this was Thanksgiving weekend at the time. Uh, so oh. I have two frozen duh. New releases. That is not one of them that had come out but the week before. The it is. It's in the number one spot. Instant Family. Uh, no, that is not on the list. It must have been eighteen. Uh, yeah, you're looking for the number two spot and the number four. Ford spot v here. Ferrari had already no, come out. It had. It's in the number three spot. Son of a bitch. Really dancing around. Oh, Knives Out. That is correct. That's in the number one spot. Uh, uh, that was number one that weekend? Oh, no. Sorry. That is the number two spot, but that is oh, yeah, the, yeah. the number one of the two movies you're guessing. Uh, 40. Uh, and are you giving me the uh, the five day here? Oh, whichever one's 40. All right. Five day is four, uh, 41. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other film, which actually is in the number five spot in the five day rankings. Uh, you want to uh, you want to keep going here? You want me to uh, to clue you widows? In no, not widows. Yeah, clue me in. All right, uh, looking for more of a uh, more of a drama, sort of like an indie drama feeling here. Oh, 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 uh, Queen and Slim. That's correct. Yeah, disappointing movie. Yeah, bad movie. <laughs> yeah, and I was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping it would be good, and instead it was Great bad, trailer. and that disappointed both of us. Eight. I uh, so that let's see did it make eight in any of the iterations here or seven or nine I uh, no none of those oh boy five I uh, no eleven uh, it made eleven in the three day that's nice uh, and in the five day made sixteen hey good for Queen what did it end with Queen and Slim click on it real quick Slim ended with. 43 very nice worldwide anything worldwide is 47 yeah, that's really good yeah, it is. A uh, small, uh, small movie. Eighteen million budget. Nice. Good for them. Nice. Should have been better. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Not uh, watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's it. That uh, that covers. All righty. Hey, guess what? Season screenings, everybody. Here we go. I'm doing this a lot of order. Oh well. Season screenings. So we try to include Hanukkah in this. It's important to us. Uh. And it's hard to do so 
because no one's made any Hanukkah media. <laughs> there's very little Hanukkah movies and uh, not as many episodes of shows as you'd think. So um, this would be the time where we would do some Hanukkah material, but we don't have any Hanukkah movies. So instead we thought, you know, the winter, I, I break uh, the calendar year into seasons. Uh, re- really summer, sorry, I know, everybody does. Movie seasons. Uh, summer is May to Labor Day. Uh, the fall movie season is Labor Day to November 1st. Sorry, fall. You get like two months. And then winter is uh, November to, I guess, March. Yeah, March. But really, you're looking at November and December as the big winter movies when everyone goes out, big blockbusters. Um, and so I wanted to pick, I thought we should pick movies this year. Uh, before we get to our Christmas films in a few weeks, that really exemplify uh, the movie-going experiences of the winter. Movies that we may have seen in the wintertime when it was snowy and we're in Chicago and you got boots and coats and scarves and everyone's packed in a theater and there's lights everywhere and you come outside and it's snowing or you go to see a 2 p.m. movie and you come out and it's completely dark at night. Um what are these movies that we may have seen with family or just remind us of uh, that season and being together? So the first one I picked, is, we're going all the way back to December 25th, came out on Christmas Day, 2002, Steven Spielberg's Catch Me If You Can. Um, I realize I should have put the starring and the writing like I do for the other ones, but I looked at my agenda from last week which didn't have those uh-huh. because it, it was a documentary anyone, was right. written by anyone. Right. So hold on. Let me pull this up. I know it was uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. No, and I don't, Tom I don't Hanks. do that one yet. <laughs> it's directed by Steven Spielberg written by Tony jerk. Kushner. No, Jeff Nathanson. Jeez. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, Christopher Walken, Martin Sheen, uh, Natalie Bay, Amy Adams, James Brolin, and I skipped all the possible and, so I'm going to say, and Amy Acker. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, Miggy Acker. Um, barely 21 yet, Frank is a skilled forger who has passed as a doctor, lawyer, and pilot. FBI agent Carl becomes obsessed with tracking down the con men who only revels in the pursuit. 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, 75 on Metacritic. No, I've seen this a b- 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 bunch of times. How yeah. many times have you seen this? I, has it been a while? It, it has been a while. I've probably seen this movie three or four times. Okay. I what did you fan. What did you think upon this rewatch? Uh, rewatch was very good. My biggest takeaway, you know, we kept uh, we kept increasingly talking about, like, you know, is this a Christmas movie? Yeah. Because there's, there's a Christmas scene, and then there's, like, a couple of Christmas scenes, <laughs> and then there's, like, five yeah. Christmas scenes. Specifically mentioning that it's Christmas. Yeah, and like having to do with the Christmas season, not yeah. just, oh, it's Christmas or whatever. But yeah, there's the there's f- like the family there's like five element. important yeah. Christmas scenes and the, the climax of the movie takes place. There's carolers. Yeah. And then he goes to his mother's Home house. on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah. yeah, and like I, I still wouldn't go so far as to call it a Christmas movie mm-hmm. because it's... Uh, it's got other things going before it, but it's got a case, uh, and it is certainly an appropriate watch for both uh, the winter time and the holiday time. Uh, really good, 
good movie. Yeah. I doesn't feel like it's two hours and 20 minutes. No, it flies by. Like I expect some other things might uh, feel that way. It, uh, it flies by. And uh, I, I think this movie's a blast. It's a breeze. It's endlessly watchable. Yeah. It's like these peak performers firing on all cylinders. To I was reading a lot of the review summaries, and a lot of them said like it's not Spielberg's best. And I'm like, yeah, it's not trying to be his best. He's making a romp, yeah, with like two of the most charismatic actors we have battling against each other. This was this was this was something I also found myself thinking about, is that uh, yeah, we had we had West Side Story last year, mm-hmm. which is like a a project that Spielberg has always wanted to do to bring his interpretation to this movie. That's so important to him. Yeah. And he did. And it was excellent. Best movie of the year. Uh, and he's got the Fablemans coming out this year, mm-hmm. which is a retelling of his life in yeah. to a degree. I, uh, but is again, just incredibly personal and important and meaningful mm-hmm. to him. I, and of course, at this point in his career, he can do whatever the hell he wants. He's made uh, a lot of those, like you know, ET's about his parents' divorce, and Close Encounters is about the friction in the family, and Schindler's List is about his heritage and Munich, and like he's done this like same for Ryan, yeah, sure. I, but I, I, it feels like we're not anymore just gonna get like a movie from him, right? It's like, what if Spielberg made? Uh, this, uh, this, well, his this, next, this caper thing. His next movie is an action movie. It's Bullet with Bradley Cooper. Okay. Um, which I think is going to be like an action movie. But we'll see. It might be an action movie marred in tragedy. I don't know. Sure. But yeah, I agree. It's like since like he went on a run of just doing that with like Ready Player One and the BFG and like movies that are kind of kind of throwaway movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just like... And this also wasn't in this same time, like Minority Report, which was like a heady sci-fi thriller, yeah. or War of the Worlds, which came out three years after this, which is like a huge movie. This is like The Terminal, which I know not a lot of people like, but just I want to make a good time at the movies and look at all of my skill to do that. And it's just like the movie's a blast. Yeah, no, it's it's very good. I also really enjoyed the uh, the Tom Hanks role, which when we watch saving private ryan for the uh tournament for the tournament did we uh, watch you might have watched that. yeah I, I i watched it i didn't watch i it. and i had i had forgotten like the specifics of the tom hanks character i really really liked watching him as just like kind of the the no nonsense good, oh, he's so he, good sergeant whatever yeah, i don't know what he is so good in that movie and I'm like, you know you don't often see tom hanks just being like a seasoned and trained professional yeah. he's usually just kind of like a guy that has to do stuff that's what he is in private ryan oh too. i know and then and then it that's turned that out great there's, speech, there's where, he's speech like, where he's like oh, yeah, a, I'm a teacher. teacher or whatever yeah and i was like i mean it's a great speech and he delivers it very well but i was very disappointed <laughs> and i was like oh fuck it he did it again he tricked me what about like um Apollo 13, maybe is that? Yeah, that's uh, that's probably that's probably a good one. It's yeah. just one that I haven't seen as much. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, he does just get to be like, "I am the FBI agent, yeah. and I will get you, sir." And he does, and, and he's having fun. a blast in the movie. He's yeah. having a great time. Gets to do a voice. His bye bye is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is great that he said. I mean, there's this. This movie is so fun, and it's also just very emotionally like the family stuff really worked for me in this viewing like yeah. the thing with the scene with his dad 
in that bar that like defeat that both of them have, but on different like different points where Frank is defeated, even though he's at the top of his game, uh-huh. and, f- there and Frank, <laughs> yeah, Frank, is, Frank Junior is defeated, even though he's at the top of his game, and Frank Junior Frank Senior is defeated, even though he's at the the low point of his, yeah. like he's admitting defeat. They're both like on the opposite spectrum, just going like, yeah, but neither of us are happy, and um and that's such a, a sad scene and um. The, the moment where he, like, realizes his son is taking, you know, like, outpacing him yeah is really tragic, where he's, like, people are looking at you, and he's, like, crying and stuff. It's so good. All the family stuff where, like, Hanratty's, like, acting almost like a father figure to him. So, like, when he says, like, I'm going to my family at the end, he's like, I'm going to see my daughter. And Frank's like, like, what about me? Yeah. Like, are you know, you've been taking care of me, basically, and, like... You're looking, he's been looking out for me this whole, even at the end when he puts cuffs on him and he goes, I want it noted that he turned himself in and I'm going to get you out. And he's like worried about him. It's a beautiful relationship at the end of the movie. And, um, one of like, I mean, they like, they explicitly call that out when he's like fleeing in the, uh, at the end. He's like, why are you, why are you, why do you keep coming for me? He's like, you're just a kid. Yeah. Not your kid. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's definitely uh, definitely yeah. the vibe. That Whose custody am there. I going to be in? And it's his. It's yeah. like yeah, parental custody. You know, it's like it's um, that stuff. And him going to see the mom really, I, all that really worked for me in this viewing. And like the movie's so well shot. I love the gunshot, and um, there's so many things that he does with camera movement. And I just it's it's the music is so John Williams so good. Um, Amy Adams is great, like a really young Amy Adams, just kind of being like, "Oh yeah, she's going to be a big deal in a few years." Yeah, yeah, it's fun that she gets to have like a big role, a, yeah, a consistent role in the movie. And then uh, I think this is like the best use of young Leonardo DiCaprio. And I'm including like Titanic. I'm including The Aviator, which you haven't seen. I'm including Gangs in New York. Like I think this yeah. is his best until we get to the 06 boom of Blood Diamond and Departed. Yeah, well, I think it. This really plays on like the sort of dichotomy going on with him where he seems so like mature and sexy and appealing, but also he's just like basically a child. He's like 18 the whole yeah. time. And, yeah. and like, that's exactly who Frank Abagnale jr. Is, is that he is, he is this suave and, uh, and successful criminal, uh, but also he is just a little oh, baby I boy. You meant Frank Abag- I thought you meant Frank Abagnale when you're saying the first stuff. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, both. Yeah. Yeah. But Di- Di- DiCaprio wasn't 18. But yeah, I take your point. You, yeah, you said he, the stuff about DiCaprio and I said, and he was 18. Okay. But yeah. he's not. Yeah. Uh, no, not quite. But he's still, he's still just like very young. Yeah. He, oh, is, yeah. Not, he is not just like a grown He's probably man. like 26, 20. Yeah. He's probably yeah. around that. Um, but he's so good. He really he does, does toe that line where the whole time you're, you know, never really forgetting that you have to remind yourself that he's 18 because he's really good at playing into the, uh, the thing, and then when he flips and he acts eighteen, you're like, "Oh yeah, he's a kid." Yeah, you know, um, it's a great movie. It's a I I saw this in the. Did you see this in theaters? I don't remember. Maybe I definitely saw this in theaters over the winter, and um, I was a, Spielberg was my hero then, uh, and so it was a big deal. I owned the DVD as we almost had to put in because Paramount Plus was crashing. Um, now that we're done with it, Christopher Walken. Is like Coop, Bradley Cooper, Ed Harris, uh, 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 Paul Newman, yeah, Walken, and John C. Riley, yeah, uh, Chris Cooper. I do want to. What I say, Bradley? Oh yeah, not Bradley Cooper. Chris. Bradley Cooper for his Chris Inside Cooper the Action Studio clip. <laughs> Chris Cooper uh, one. Yeah, I. 
It's been a while since I've seen Adaptation. Uh, on memory, I'm still going Chris Cooper, I think. Okay. Uh, but Walken is very good in this he's movie. He's really good. And it's a great performance because he does like the Walken stuff, but he's also like Spielberg and, and Walken like, are able to tone that down yeah. and level it out so much that it's like, especially now with all the stuff that he does when he's in his older age of playing into that persona, that when he's quiet here and just monotone almost, it's very unsettling. Yeah. That, and so it works with the character because then the character's not putting on a, a jab or a job. And so when the character's serious and walking serious, we're like, oh, things are changed. It's a really good idea to pick someone who has a very bombastic personality and then go, now cut that off when we need to be serious and yeah. it'll jar the audience like it's jarring the... Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I agree. Very good movie. Out of four Baby Amy Adamses, what are you giving Catch Me If You Can? Uh, this is a four for me out of four. Oh, great. It's a three and a half for me, okay. but I'm right there with you. I think this is a wonderful film. Yeah. And fun is, for the whole family. This is a, uh, like, on a, on, a, on a bigger scale, I think I go four and a half out of five, yeah. not quite, like, masterpiece level. In a lesser filmmaker's but, hands, this is one of their best movies. Yeah. Uh, very good stuff. All right, our stocking stuffer, we watched The Nanny. Sing the theme song for us, Noah, and go. The Nanny. That's that's the end. Uh, we watched uh, The Hanukkah Story, season six, episode 10, its final season it was in, released uh, or aired December 16th, 1998. You had never seen an episode. I watched a few here and there as a child. Remember the faces? Okay. Nothing else about it? Yeah. Uh, how much did you hate it? I I wouldn't say I hated it. It's a, it's like a it's a like competently done sitcom, and those are just kind of always uh, endearing and comforting and quick. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't say it's something that I'd I'd like choose to revisit. Probably, uh, I think it it shows its age a lot. I but like it was, it was fine. Fran Drescher was good. She was good. Yeah, she's she's very good. I never really liked the guy. All that much, the, um, the husband. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. Re- they're supposed to be like a married couple that's in love. Yeah, pregnant. I, I wasn't sure I bought that they'd met before. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of tough. Um, you know, it felt very claustrophobic to me. We were in like two rooms, uh-huh. and when we weren't in the rooms, I feel like they had a small studio. Like when we cut to the car after a crash, yeah. it was so contained. The yeah, camera it was very frame tight shot. And when we cut to the street outside the house with the nun, it was like two inches of sidewalk. Yeah. Or str- I was like, "This, I'm. Why? Why are we so tight everywhere? It yeah, felt like very, what, what is just out of frame? It's very restricting to me, and I don't know why they built it like that. Um, I mean, the jokes were like whatever. It has so <laughs> the Hanukkah connection. Yeah. Is wild. So Fran Drescher or Fran, whatever her name is in this, Fran Nanny, I'm <laughs> guessing. Franny. Um, is wants to celebrate Hanukkah, but the husband is going somewhere and he'll celebrate night two of Hanukkah. Is that what it is? Yeah, he's going away on business and he's right. taking the uh, the younger daughter. And whoever the other woman uh, is. Yeah, and a member of their staff. <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever. Something. Yeah. I... And so yeah, and he he is not Jewish. He is he married into Judaism, uh, and so just doesn't have like the connection. And uh, so yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go. Meanwhile, uh, Fran is very excited about her first Hanukkah, where she gets to have the whole family together. Yep. 
And um, and then he goes and he gets into a car accident. Yes. And she thinks that he's dead. Right. And then in a sequence that only ap- appears to be a dream for most of it, he shows up at the end and everything's perfectly fine. <laughs> yes. And he says at one point, I thought we only had enough gas to heat the car for an hour and it heated for eight hours. And she went, and it's just like Hanukkah. And I was like, yeah, you mentioned the story earlier. Um, I was shocked that like eight hours had passed. I agree. (laughs) Because it really seemed to be contained within an hour for a For a show that was so short and like sitcom-y and that it's like, we're going and we're going and we're done. I, just really, really felt like they could have used another ten minutes yeah, to, oh yeah. to oh tell yeah. this story they were trying to do, I, or like I don't know, maybe not done the flashbacks to childhood. Oh yeah, and we uh, only where, crashed. He only crashed because he only came back because he got into a car accident. No, he came back because he they were remembered about the. Yeah, they were right. driving around. They couldn't find the place, and then he had a flashback to not his not father not caring, being home yeah, for right, the holidays. Right, right, and he came back. Yeah, okay, right. I. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> I I did appreciate because we had uh, you know we'd mentioned about even Stevens how it was uh, it was a very like Christmas themed yes. Hanukkah episode uh, and about uh, my crazy ex girlfriend how it like it was a little bit about Hanukkah but mostly just kind of about the Jewish motherness mm-hmm. of it all. Uh, I did appreciate how this one was just kind of explicitly like we're doing a Hanukkah There were thing. a few interludes that were Christmas songs, like the instrumentals. But I agree. Um, they, you see a bunch of her, her Goya family at the end. Yeah. <laughs> knowing the prayer, which was okay. They, they, uh, they put in the work. She's part of it. I'm surprised she knew it. And um, I think we've talked about the most insane thing of the episode. Is it the even Stevens child? No. <laughs> No, it's that Ray Charles was apparently in, oh, the, you see, I'd forgot, in the Nanny. I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten Think already. about how insane that sentence is. Ray Charles was in four episodes of the Nanny as like a recurring character. Yeah. He what? sings at the end. What on earth led to that? Who asked who? Who on the Nanny was like, who do we get? Who do we get? Who do we get? And I mean, you looked it up and you said he was in like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but mostly as himself. Yeah, but it's just like a it's just like a guy that comes around. I th- Ray it was, Charles was it clearly was, in the mood to be it, on TV. Imagine never watching the nanny. Uh huh. And then turning <laughs> on, on the. Hang on, let me let me okay. conjure this. Imagine you're me and you have more appropriate responses to things. Okay. And you turn on the nanny, and they cut to a two shot, and in the corner of it is just Ray Charles sitting in a chair. Yeah. And you go, is that Ray? It was like, it was like I was watching, um. It's like I was like listening to a book on tape, and suddenly they started speaking like like Mandarin. I was like, "Are we? Are they speaking Mandarin? What is going on right now?" I would just not have believed it was Ray Charles until the end when, <laughs> when he, he started sang, playing yeah. piano and singing. Yeah, I would have been like, "Oh wow, that guy looks like Ray Charles. That's funny," and then just moved on because of course it's not right. Ray Charles. Ray Charles is not in the nanny <laughs> right. for a few episodes. Exactly. Very weird. I. Uh, how wrong I would have been. All right, Noah. Yes. Let's get to some early reactions. Yes. We got a big movie coming out. We got some Brazilian Comic-Cons going on, I guess. So Disney uh, has released, well, three trailers. Three big movies for next year have released trailers. And I'm expecting 
There's going to be a new uh, Spider-Man trailer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse next week. Okay. We're probably going to get a new Little Mermaid trailer, all in preparation for... I... Christmas Avatar. Avatar, yeah. exactly. They want to be in front of all those eyes seeing Avatar. And we'll probably get a few more big ones. That's why we got the new Mario trailer. Um, we got three trailers for you. And I'm going in order of excitement. Well, maybe not excitement for you, but in order of how I want you to see them. Okay. First one, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Last Transformers movie was what? I The Last Night? Nope. No. I... Transformers, I... Mm, you're already wrong. Oh, Bumblebee? That's right. Okay, all right. That's The last Transformers movie was The Last Night. Starring your... Uh, or directed by uh, your boy. Yeah. I forget who. Um, Kubo. Oh. What's his I, name? He runs yeah. Lakia. Yeah. Laika. Uh, Steven? Steven Knight? Yeah. That sounds right. Um... That took place in the 80s. This does take place in 94. Okay. So that's still canon, I suppose. All right. This is directed by Stephen Cable Capel Jr., who directed um, Creed 3. Creed, oh. Creed 2. Ah. Michael B. Jordan directed Creed 3. Right. Creed 2, though, which we're watching next week. Yeah, that's so true. So there you go. He directed this. Um, I've seen this trailer. No, it hasn't. We're going to watch it. Do you know of any of the, the Beast Wars of Transformers? I, well, I watched a little Beast Wars okay, in my great. day. Do you know the Beast characters? Not by name. But you know, are you, I know, you know that they're beasts okay, great. and they transform. Are you excited to see the Beast characters in live no. action? No. All right. Uh, we're going to watch this trailer. We're going to cut the audio. We're going to come back. Noel will give his instant reaction and his uh, instant prediction for its opening weekend gross. Here we go. We'll have to cut the mics. I'm just going to say this once. As always, it'll be seem... Less for millions of years, our world has transformed, but something else has awakened. I just the whole thing's bad, but even just for millions of years, our world has transformed. Yeah, is just really is is the words are bad. They're bad words. I hate them. Um, June ninth, twenty twenty three, starring Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback, plus people who are. That sure. th- that Porsche is uh, Pete Davidson. Um, what? <laughs> his voice. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's what I'm gonna say. It sounds yeah. like you didn't like it. The trailer? Yeah. No. I kind of liked it. Okay. And here's what I think it might be. It's not directed by Michael Bay. No uh-huh. disrespect to Michael Bay. Yeah. A little disrespect to Michael Bay, but I liked most of his work. But these movies are so overstuffed and overpacked, and this might be the case, but the transforming is so complex and metal that his camera work and him stuffing everything into the screen makes things so hard to kind of comprehend in my brain. Sure. Everything here is pretty fucking smooth. And I'll, I'll, I'll skip through while, while, while we're talking. Okay. But a lot of the transformation, like Anthony Ramos is just clearly doing a sandwich wiki with the I'm not driving. Yeah. Although sure. he delivers it really well. But like, and like the shot of him in the car is, is very much uh, whatever. But I want to mean like, look, all of this is just very steady. Everything's in frame. Nothing is shaking. Um, we're not editing it 90 times. You know what I mean? And then I th- like this, this fight scene at the end is just very, the things are jumping as animals and turning into thing in one shot. And then we're just done. Yeah. And everything's in frame and we're not cutting 90 times and nothing's in slow motion. It's just, 
here in one frame and I'm like, yeah, that looks coherent to me. And so if we're going to make a coherent kind of movie, then like, okay, I don't know. I like the, I liked Creed two a lot. I thought that was great. And, um, it doesn't tell you anything about what's going on. It looks like another Transformers movie, but there's yeah. something about the aesthetic that I was like, yeah, this is tighter. Yeah. That's, I, I don't object to any of that. I, I think I think it's really just like the it being a prequel thing weirds me out. Yeah. I okay. I don't really understand how like this happened prior to the Transformers movie and like no one's aware of it. That that was that was one of the things about the Transformers franchise that the first movie happened and then just like everyone knew there were transforming robots. Yeah, everywhere. I agree. I agree. Well, luckily, it seems like most of the action takes place in like the desert. Yeah. Or, or another planet. I don't know. Yeah. Another planet would help. Mm-hmm. But with the Beast Beat coming out being like, you know, this is like nothing else you've ever faced or ever will face. Like, I don't think it is because nothing comes of it. Like we they clearly win completely. Yeah. And handily. Yeah. Uh, and then are all set. It's also nothing to suggest that takes place in the past. Oh, there's there's a Biggie song for some reason. Ah, but yeah, but they they use old hip hop. All you know. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, but is this gonna electrify uh, the Transformers franchise back to great heights? Um, June ninth, twenty twenty three. What is Transformers: Rise of the Beasts opening to? I think it's gonna open to thirty five million dollars. That would be a disaster. Power is primal is a decent tagline, especially because one of the yeah sure the big Ron Perlman thing is Optimus Primal, is okay. his character. All right, um, thirty five. I mean, what what did Bumblebee do? Uh, open over Christmas on like a Wednesday, so it's uh-huh. a little tough, but I will find out. I don't know offhand, but hold on, I'll find two seconds. It made one twenty seven. Oh, it opened on a Friday. It opened on the 21st. Okay. And it made 21. And then Christmas Day was a Tuesday. It made 35 for the five. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel pretty good about that. I don't. The I thing don't... I will say about Bumblebee is it was just like pitched and clearly looked like a smaller movie. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. There wasn't a big fight in a big city. This is like at the end of this. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to smash each other. Yeah. And... But the thing I'll say about the Transformers franchise is that the most recent entry was just like a cataclysmic failure last night yeah yeah i so i think if you've got like transformers movie Mm -hmm. huge failure everyone hated it we're out forever uh smaller scale transformers spinoff slash prequel i did did fine was was well liked yeah i I I feel like the, those are kind of the waters we're playing in now. Right. I don't I don't know that we're getting back to like the it did open movies making hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I do like the ending shot of him getting out of the car and then the car turning into a person and walking next to him. Okay, I like that. All right, all right. Our next trailer. Which one are you most excited for out of the three? Is it this one? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, I mean. Excite! I don't know. Excited's a weird word. I'd probably anticipate this one most because it's we're just we're just in a, a really weird moment for the third one. I. Uh, but, so yeah, I, I think I would say uh, I am kind of going in order of quality though. Of trade, in my opinion. Okay. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Say that out loud. Ooh, baby, does that sound exciting? <laughs> really don't want to. 
Say it one time for me. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Ooh, baby, does that I get the blood pumping? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sp- I'm gonna spend the entire rest of this segment uh, just doing it like Tenacious D. It's all gonna be it's Tenacious Indiana. D. So. <laughs> I can't even do it. There's too many words. It's the Dial oh, of yeah, Destiny. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Noah hasn't seen the trailer, obviously, so we're gonna have to stop the recording. But as always, it'll be seen less. Indiana Jones and the die. Oh boy, that shot of him on the horse looks really bad. Um, there's one. There's one shot in here. This is not directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, obviously, James Mangold is taking over director duties. But there is one, at least one. There's a couple, but there's one shot in here that is peak Spielberg, and I like the Mangold kind of realizing that, like, I'm not making a Steven Spielberg movie. I'm making seemingly. I'm not making a Steven Spielberg movie. I'm making an Indiana Jones movie, and they look like this. You know what I mean? Where he's okay. keeping in the tone of the movie. So watch this. It's with the cars in the daytime um, right here. And one of the cars splits away from the other right there. And a, camp, a car comes right through the middle of the screen. Okay. That that motion feels very Spielberg to me. All right. What did you think of the trailer? I just want to point I out. am pretty thoroughly out on everything going on here. I The de-aged uh, Harrison Ford? Yeah, I mean, like, I've... This fake him riding a horse at the end. I've enjoyed several James Mangold movies yes. in my day. I I think... Do you see how bad that looks? Yeah, every, every... So much of this trailer just looks like shit. Him riding that horse through the ticker tape parade looks like it's in a fucking cartoon. Like, I, f- I feel like I'm watching Hugo like that- with how fake... All of this shit looks. That head is just that is not a turned head. Like the chin is just that doesn't work at all to me. I I I, I don't even I don't look at him at all. It's mm. the buildings and the way it's just like Well, they did shoot on location in New York for some of them. Well, they did it bad. <laughs> I don't know what they did. Uh the stuff on the train uh also just looks shitty and fake. Okay. I there's no way to get around that, like, no disrespect to Harrison Ford, but he is an you, old, old man. It's fine to disrespect him. He is 80 years old. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't mean disrespect him, but, like, it's fine to say whatever you're about to say because he's 80 years old. Yeah, the guy is no longer a, an action star. He could be an action-supporting role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that, like, Sean Connery was in uh, Last Crusade. Uh, but... Just him, go- him going around on a horse and whipping shit. It's like I, this is ridic- This is ridiculous on its face. I the fucking like single piano key score at the beginning of the trailer just makes me want to jump out a window. What was it? Was it the theme? I don't. I don't even it know. Only if it was, was the like theme. doing the theme. I'll play a second. But like, it. I don't. You mean while he's talking and saying like, "What I miss most?" Yeah, it's just like I'm Indiana Jones, and in the past, it's ding dong. I that yeah yeah that, I'm pretty sure that is the key do 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 yeah if yeah. they sped it up and added more yeah. instruments it would be the score yeah. but no it's just a little slowed down <laughs> piano score even when it gets to the big crescendo it's it's like at half speed for some reason yeah like, like I, when we see the by the way there's another boulder of course there is uh, and there's also the 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 repeat of the gun thing right yes. Um, no, but there's a, there's a thing with the, maybe, oh no, here it is. 
Yeah. It's slow there, too. Do, 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 do. Yeah, because this is a legacy sequel, and they just... But they already did a legacy sequel. I know they did. And it they was... Weren't a, they weren't like a thing yet. It was fine. You're really, really hot, like locked in on it the was. Christmas Skull is fine take. This is supposed to be a razor for that, and this looks definitely not as good as that movie. I... It the the whole the whole thing I just yeah like, it made me feel a little weird I agree and 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 we we talked about this last night the dial of destiny uh, it's absolutely there's no other Holy word you could thought shit. of but dial there's no other D word in this trailer no that or in this movie yeah d- destiny is destiny is what you're hung up on yeah I mean it's the, I don't know what a dial what dial the like, alliter- the alliteration is bad I know what the a fa- temple is yeah the I know what raiders are yeah no destiny is just like. It it really does make me think of the pick of destiny, or <laughs> okay. or like or like a Harry Potter movie, mm-hmm. uh, with the alliteration going on there. Just like call it the Dial of Tutankhamen. I don't know, like make it sound like an artifact. Like I'm, you're not going into a museum anywhere. I mean, like wow, they found the Dial of Destiny. That doesn't sound like a thing that exists. I don't believe it. I. Uh, well, it's got a great cast. Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be a ton of fun. Antonio Banderas, John Reese davies playing an Egyptian, uh, which we're still doing, but I guess we can do it one more time. He's Welsh. Yeah. Um, yes. Mads Mikkelsen as the villain. Yeah, like Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Clearly in the flashback scene, it's like him opening the grail or something. He's playing like a Nazi from back then. Okay. He's back, I think. All right. Um, that's my Toby guess. Jones show up in that trailer. Toby maybe? Jones yells Indy. Yep. Okay, he's the one. Got it. Uh, in 1969, American archaeologist and adventurer Nina Jones lives against the backdrop of the space race. I hope he goes to space like in Fast and Furious. Jones is uneasy over the fact the U.S. government has recruited former Nazis to help beat the Soviet Union in the competition to make it to space. His goddaughter Helena Helena accompanies him on his journey. Meanwhile, Jürgen Voller, a, U, a, a NASA member and ex-Nazi involved in the moon landing program, wishes to make the world into a better place as he sees fit. June 30th, 2023, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Give it to me, Noah. I mean, I really have Independence no idea. Independence Day. 40. Independence 40 is Day. my number, but I have, I have no idea. All right. I do not feel strongly about that. You want to guess what Crystal Skull opened to? I... 62 kingdom is my guess oh, for I crystal skull. I should have just typed in crystal skull. Would have made that a lot easier. Crystal skull open Memorial Day okay. 20 2008, I guess is how I'm saying that. There you go. Uh opened to 125 3 day 152 with the f- Monday. Oh. Yeah, big hit. Good for them. Made 317, 790 worldwide. All right. All right. Our final trailer. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I've watched this a few times. Okay. Great song choice. That's nice. Great song choice. They do that a lot in these trailers. Are you excited? This is the swan song for the Guardians. Rumors have it they shot multiple death scenes just to throw off. Um, spoilers, but people will die. This is the final iteration of this lineup. James Gunn's goodbye. Batista said he's not doing it anymore. Okay. So this is a lot of finality coming here. All right. Let's uh, let's watch it. I, 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 yeah, okay. Uh, which, what, what do I say? 
Seam. Less. Written and directed by James Gunn before he departs the DC films. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Noah, what'd you think? Elizabeth Debicki's in it. That's fun. She was uh, uh, she was in the tag for the second one. Oh, she, was she, she one she of the creates, people who was like, I made Adam she, Warlock. Yeah, she creates Will Poulter who plays Adam Warlock. Yeah. Okay. Was Will Poulter Adam Warlock in the, the tag? No, I don't think so. Okay, I didn't think so either. Uh, it was more of like a big man, I thought. There's Sylvester Stallone in there, too. He was one of the voices. Yeah, of the he was Guardians. like an original Guardian yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, look, I I think the trailer is good. <laughs> it is a good trailer <laughs> that makes me think, oh, that is like, that's exciting. Yeah. I, my, my take on Black Panther recently settled in to be pretty like meh. I, and so it's just it's been a really long time I feel since I saw one of these movies and came out the other side feeling like fuck yeah has it been a year I maybe I mean like Spider-Man had that feeling mm-hmm. where I was just like that was that was what I wanted and it worked even if it was like just kind of big and messy and weird yeah. I it was it was just going for like a big bombastic thing and it was fun uh, and i i enjoyed it and didn't didn't like sit thinking about it being like well i don't know that that worked i uh, so yeah basically since spider-man and then plus a bunch of time before that i uh, so i just i really i really can't watch one of these trailers anymore and be like yeah guardians 3 like this is going to be the one because there there have been so many like i thought the thor trailers were good i thought the black panther trailers were great i've been i've been ready for a lot of these movies and have been left kind of high and dry okay it is it is a good trailer though here's here's what here's what i'll say yeah I think part of what is getting to me about this trailer is that it does feel this part of the franchise has always felt finite because it's such a big group of people who have to be a part of it. Sure. And the whole James Gunn thing, right? Where he yeah. was fired and then rehired and all the actors were like, we're not doing it without him. And, right. Um, and so he's doing one more. And the fact that people, one of the, some of them are going to die and there's like a shot of Drax with like a bullet in him at some point in this trailer. Um, that it feels big to me and like good because the trailer is showing it as like the fi- time to face the music. Great tag for this franchise. Yeah. Um, you know, the Black Panther thing was a great trailer, but it was also like having to. It was a great trailer that was also honoring Chadwick as a trailer. Sure. The Thor trailers look like more of the same for Thor. Right, and then by the end, by like the th- other trailers, we were like, "Oh, this is is this gonna just be this?" Right. This feels like the Guardians thing with him throwing the ball at the the, the alien, you know, funny joke. And then it's got the by the way, perf great song. I love it's a great '90s song. In the sure. meantime, by Space Hog, love it. Uh, it works as the slow down version of a song they do during sad trailers, but. This is a lot going for it. It looks different than the other Guardians trailers. It's got the, them in those multicolored suits that feel very Guardians. It's got a whole Rocket storyline where it looks like Rocket's going to die yeah. at the end of this trailer. Uh, he's like saying his goodbyes to everybody. Um, 
it's it's got the Gamora thing. How's that going to play out? And I just I feel like there's also a shot of uh, of Quill and Mantis just like so, like Chris Pratt maybe giving the best performance he's ever given in this two seconds of screen time. Do you think that's possible? Oh uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think anything where, is possible. Where he's like, but, you know, what I'm talking about where he's like screaming and, and yeah. looking at someone dying. Uh, like that's maybe rock. It just it feels very. Um, finite and joyful to me and like all these different emotions that like that's what go- that's what's getting me excited it's like I, you know i wasn't a big fan of guardians 2 right and it's the same people but there's something about this trailer being like, we're doing this is the last one of these we're doing and so we're giving it all the emotions the song works as like Oh, that's cute because they love music in this, and it's this obscure '90s song. Uh-huh. But also, it works with the theme. It's got the jokes. It's got the bright colors. It's got the snarks. It's got a good tag where he says, "Let's kill one person," that kind of thing. But then it also has this huge emotion, like, "Oh shit, this is going to be the Guardians we know," plus an added layer, which wasn't something that we saw in the Black Panther trailer, which because it's not the Black Panther we know, and in the Thor trailer, it was just the Thor we know. But this was like, we have what you like, and we're also deepening it. So I'm like, "Oh shit, this feels like a big deal to me." This, yeah, and it's really well cut. It's really I, well cut. I think I think those points are all well made and observed. And I, I can see a world in which I'd come out of this movie being like, that was really good. Really happy to have watched it. Like the MCU is back. I, I, I cannot let myself get there though. Okay. Like this is, this is going to exist as a, we'll see until I've seen. You're getting choked up. Yes, I am. I, well, that's because I'm just remembering the shot of uh, Rocket hugging that otter creature. That's his love interest in the comics. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Like that's that that's enough for me. Okay, like that that is what that is what's going to be driving my hope is like I hope the otter creature thing works out. Well, I, I again I think Rocket will die. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but um, yeah, I, it could it it doesn't have to work out that like they live happily ever after. That could be just like an impactful and sad thing. So the guy in blue is called like the evolu- high evolution, high evolutionary, something like okay. that. Okay, he is all about kind of evolution. So he creates high. he creates animal people. So that's right. the planet they're on. Okay, and there's also just everyone online is like, oh, so he just he created Rocket, and that's what we're doing here. Like okay. the high evolutionary created Rocket, and that's who they're gonna go fight. That's why Rockets. Has a very big story here and stuff. All right. What do you think about them calling it Guardians Galaxy Volume Three, but Volume is spelled out? Where in the second one it was just V O L dot two. I, I don't care. You think, think? Do you think it? Would do you think it bothers me? Um, you know how based, I feel about ba- titles. Ba- based on your asking, I'm thinking no. It seems like the kind of thing that might. It should, but it doesn't, and I think it's because of the finite part, the finale part of it. Where I'm like, the second one's the vault, you know, vault L F V. This is like, no, this is the fine. We're getting the whole word, baby. Yeah, We're I leaving I, nothing out. I think it's just one of those di- differences that like doesn't doesn't really present itself. Like you still call it Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, uh, yes. and so it's not like a difference in that. Like, oh, John Wick Three had a subtitle, and the fourth one doesn't, and that's weird because uh, it breaks the pattern. This still is still just called Volume Three. They just. They just stylized it differently. And so that works fine. May 5th, opening the summer movie season, 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. What is yeah. it opening to? 
Uh, I think uh, we're sitting right around where we've been with these uh, these past few. So I'm thirty. I uh, no, the past few. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, with one hundred and fifty million dollars. All right. The second one um, open to one forty six in the same slot. Okay. So we'll see if you're right. All right, Noah. That's it for us. Uh, uh, recommend a movie. Um. Yeah. Well, a movie indeed. Good. Uh, yeah. Good point of a thing that needs to be recommended. I could go first. Yeah, why don't you? Uh, uh, I, we haven't seen one this week, which is why Noah's struggling here. So yeah. I'm going to say go see uh, the... I'll do After Sun again. Why not? What the hell? Okay. It's, uh, I doubt it's playing anywhere where you can find it, but if you can find it, it, it honestly, Noah, is, is, it's, it's, it might be number one right now. I keep thinking about it. Yeah. And I'm like, do I need to watch everything everywhere all at once again? Probably. But I think I, think I, sh- I should also probably revisit that before that list gets made. Son of a bitch, because that After Sun is real high. I'm, I'm real high on it. it th- two weeks later? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's it's an excellent it's an excellent movie. You know what else is an excellent movie? Hmm. Might and, get into original screenplay. That's uh, the rumor. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be neat. It's winning. A, you want to know why? It's because it's winning a lot of f- best first films. Okay. So it's getting a lot of festival, not festival, yeah. critics notices and things like that. And so she's getting a lot of speeches. And so then people are like, well, let's see. I there's, there's, That's not a category in here. And I'm not the one to picture, but, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you know what you all haven't seen in theaters in a while? And what I wanted to make hey. sure to catch in theaters now that it's back. It's Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Uh, seems cool. Very <laughs> tempted to go again in IMAX. Yeah. Um, uh, so that, that's what I got. Good choice. Good choice. It's playing for a few weeks. It's playing, I think, up until Avatar. So you got a few okay. weeks to catch it. Cool. Uh, all right. Plug us up. All right. You can find us at what's in the box office.com. We are on Twitter at Wit Box Office. That is also our Instagram it. handle. I'm on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. And my letterbox handle is also Brian DeSerber. Yes. Uh, sorry. Four stars only. doing that now. Not four stars only. <laughs> <laughs> Every movie is the best. No, four star rating system. Yes. I... <laughs> We're on Spotify. <laughs> We're on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> We're on Letterboxd. Uh, not sure podcast form, but but your host can be found on Letterboxd. Is that a thing they do? Yeah, podcasts do that, or like teams do that. Oh, or they like open a Letterboxd account. Yeah, maybe we okay. should do it. We have a lot of uh, I, I lists don't, I don't, and stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't love the. I don't love the consensus rankings as like right. a, a a singular format. I we can make two keep. different lists on the thing. You know, yeah. Brian's list. This list. We yeah. That. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about it. You can see all our past top tens on the on, in one place. There you go. Are you done? Yeah, I got. Great. I got there. Next week, Noah chooses the winter blockbuster uh, for season screenings, and he's choosing Creed. Creed. Oh, just the first one. Yeah, it's just. Oh, Creed. Great. I thought you were doing Creed too. No, that's why the director. I was, okay, great. Yeah, no, that was just because we had talked great. about. Creed I own two. that one. <laughs> Good. So good. Uh, yeah, Creed 2015. Getting ready for Creed 3. That'll be next week. Uh, this has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. Meow, 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 meow. And if you, we'll see you next week. And if you feel safe, go see a movie.